0: listeners i hope you all have had a wonderful week so this episode we have the spectacular blogger ruby from pose and repeat joining us apart from being a stellar blogger she's also a content creator on youtube and instagram and constantly brightens up our day with her colorful looks she's a pro at all things fashion travel and lifestyle and if you're looking for some inspiration then look no further than her thank you so much for joining us ruby
1: hi Hi. that was such a nice introduction (laughs) (laughs) thank you for having me i'm excited to be on here
2: yeah thank you for agreeing to do this honestly and sorry about the back and forth i know we wasted a lot of time but here we are
1: that's okay yeah
2: (laughs) i think zara and i were really attracted to your feed because we feel like a lot of people our age find it hard to develop their aesthetic and I guess trying to do that Um, we've been going through a fashion evolution I guess you know with changing Mm -hmm. bodies or like when you get exposed to new cultures I guess and it's been interesting to you know see other people do it so well so here we are um, yeah. So I think we'd love to just start by sort of talking about what we really look for in fashion as a generation, also individually. I mean, for me personally, mm. being a conscious consumer is super, super important. And I think it is to a lot of people our age, so maybe we could start from there. Yeah, I think it's
1: such a big thing now for us to all be like more aware of how we're shopping, where we're shopping, how much we're consuming. Because we, you know, went through this, like, big, like, fast fashion boom, and then now a lot of people are becoming more aware that, like, we shouldn't be consuming so much of that. We should be more focused on secondhand and depop and, like, you know, all these things. Like, fast fashion is good that it's that it's accessible to, you know, lots of different income ranges and all that kind of stuff, but it's not really sustainable to continue going at that rate of production and consuming. So... Yeah, I think it's I think it's good that people become more aware of like how we can slowly develop habits like it doesn't have to be overnight, but like slowly develop better habits for shopping and like you can still be into fashion and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think like for me, I I'm not like just sustainable, you know, like a sustainable blogger. like I still consume fast fashion um, sometimes, but I've like very much limited it in the past few years after becoming more aware and like educating myself on it and everything. So, and before that I was doing a lot of thrifting when I was in Australia because I love, love, love thrifting mm -hmm. and secondhand shopping, vintage shopping. That was just always what I was into when I was in high school and uni and stuff like that. So I, that was like kind of my way of shopping sustainably because, you know, you're involving yourself in like the secondhand kind of like, Industry, and I found that the thrift shops in Australia were just so good. You can just find some amazing stuff in there, mm. so it's really worth yeah worth um doing that, but yeah, when I moved to london it was it's it's not as good in terms of thrifting like it's a lot more expensive it's, <laughs> yeah it's not it's not as um it's just not as good <laughs> it really isn't uh so I haven't been thrifting as much, and obviously like during COVID, you can't go to like the, you can't go anywhere. You can't go to the charity yeah. shops and everything like that, and browse through everything, which is like the fun part. Mm. So yeah, it's a bit harder now, but I think shopping vintage or like those kind of things is still possible online. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And uh, something that I've noticed about you is that you always have consistently colorful looks, and. Oftentimes when people think of a capsule wardrobe, they think of having a wardrobe with just really basic pieces, really neutral colors. But you definitely have proven that that's not necessarily true and that you can have an extremely colorful capsule wardrobe. Mm -hmm. And when people really dissect your looks, they can see that you're repeating a lot of the clothes that you wear which isn't a surprise because it's literally like in your blog's name pose and repeat um <laughs> and yeah i just wanted to know about how you go about developing a capsule wardrobe what are some things that you look for in a piece that would make it worth purchasing
1: yeah so i actually did a youtube video on this um it was like colorful closet closet essentials and yeah because when i kind of looked at those types of videos i saw that a lot of it was like neutrals and basics and stuff like that but if you want to have a colourful wardrobe or more of, like, you know, prints and colours and all these different kind of designs, it's still possible to do that, like, to have that as the basis, the foundation of your wardrobe, and then you just add on, you know, um, Mm -hmm. whatever you want. But, yeah, I think um, basically, like, what I like to do is I still go by those basics in terms of, like, I still have, like, a tank top or, like, a pair of jeans or a pair of cool pants or whatever, but they're all in, like, different colours, essentially. So I'll have, like, a pink tank that's, like, my basic for my capsule colorful wardrobe Mm -hmm. still have a pair of like vintage Levi's because that's just my (laughs) go-to with any kind of like outfit (laughs) and then um, I also like to play around with like accessories and shoes for color so I think that's like a really fun way to add color into your wardrobe Um, and you can kind of use that to make all these different outfits like you can essentially just create like so many different looks by just accessorizing and changing up your accessories or your shoes and stuff like that so Yeah, I find it really fun to use the same kind of items, like the same item, let's say, like a pair of pants and then find so many different ways to style it because then you're getting used out of your wardrobe and, like, you're, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not... You don't have to have, like, so many different things. You just have one pair and then you can style it in so many different ways with, like, different accessories, tops, whatever. So, yeah, that's the way that I find the most fun to style. Mm,
2: Yeah, and also, I mean, I love before how you were so honest about, I guess, falling prey to like fast fashion before and then you sort Mm. of read up like you said about you know shopping sustainably and now you're on that journey i think all of us relate to that because you know when we see something cheap and cute not gonna lie like we want it you know and I think that process of educating and saying no to yourself is super super hard in the beginning so I guess Mm -hmm. I'd like to know how that was for you and how that influences your choices while building your capsule closet as well
1: yeah yeah so I think the first thing is just becoming more aware of it of the industry and how many brands there are how many um big like fast fashion brands and the way that they consume and the, the way that they sorry the way that they produce and the way that we consume as consumers and it's just this big like massive industry that um it's just so huge that it's almost like unbelievable that there's just this much stuff and then this much waste and everything like that so yeah first i think becoming aware of it is important and then once you because i think that there's there's just this pressure now especially on Instagram and everything like that, it's there's just a lot of pressure that everyone needs to be sustainable. Like, you need to... Like, you shouldn't be shopping here and you shouldn't be shopping there. And, like, there's just all this negativity and pressure. But, like, everyone is on their own journey. And I think we should be aware of that as well. Like, everyone takes steps in the right way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, like the vegan ind- Instagram community. It's, like, very toxic yeah. because mm-hmm. you just... I think people are like, oh, like, oh, I'm a vegan or whatever. But then they'll like pick at you like, oh, you're eating this or you're eating that. Or like Mm -hmm. they'll just kind of attack you. But that's not the point. The point is that we should be just all learning and trying to be better. And if we're improving from what we were yesterday, then that's positive. And we just try and keep, you know, keep consuming less, try to shop sustainably. Like it's not like an overnight thing. It's just if we all make small changes in our lives, then I think it adds up to a big change. So I think... Yeah, I think that's... I don't know if that was the question, though, <laughs> that you were no, asking. You're making a lot of sense. I went so. off on a tangent. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> one thing that I did notice is that you do tend to invest in really good quality shoes. And is it fair to mm-hmm. say that you're a bit of a sneakerhead? <gasps>
1: yes, I love sneakers. Oh, my God. It's my obsession. Like, if I need to control myself on anything, it's sneakers. Because I just... I, I yeah. Like, the other day, I bought, bought two pairs of Converses. I just... I probably needed one, or I didn't even need any, but I just bought two in one go, and I was like, you know, spring <sighs> colors. They were fun, like, fun colors. I just couldn't help myself, so... Yeah, but yeah, I'm definitely a sneakerhead. I love, 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 love sneakers. I think... Yeah, I think sneakers is, like, one of the things that I love to style, up like, in a lot of different mm-hmm. ways as well, because there's so many different options. You can um, create different outfits and everything like that, so it's so much fun, but I love... Nike's Nike's are my Absolute fave Air Force 1's I've also been Getting into Yeah Been getting into Like customizing them And like doing Different colors I saw on Instagram How
0: you like Made the Nike swoosh Into a really bright Lemon green Kind of color And it looked so cool Mm, yeah and if i'm gonna be honest you're the reason i bought my first pair of air force ones because i would see you wear them with everything (laughs) and i was like i need to get that shoe so i like went and took the plunge because i saw how often you like style them and then you also really blew up on youtube because you would have these videos like oh how to style converse how Mm -hmm. to style air force ones how to style jordans um Mm. so i just wanted to know about what's your journey like into becoming a sneakerhead like what were your first real sneakers
1: um so when i was in high school my my like first ever ones were converse the mm-hmm. converse converse truck mm-hmm. tailors um so that's why i like really like having them now because they're almost like nostalgic of high school <laughs> and yeah, yeah the fun that we had in high school so um yeah i think they're just like such a classic they're yeah I was definitely like a converse person then i was also like vans so it was into vans oh, i school. loved those Mm. and they came in like cool colors there was like the whole checkerboard thing there was like mm-hmm. so many, so much good stuff <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think I used to have like all the all the classics like I used to have so the Vans in the old school in black and white and then I had like the checkerboard one I had white converses like the classics and then it was only like recently that I got into the colorful kind of ones mm-hmm. and I think that's they only really started to like market those as well recently or like in the last like five, six years they come up yeah. kind of with all these different colors they really
0: have Mm. i really love it um but according to you what are the most overhyped sneakers that are just like not worth the money
1: probably like yeezys Uh i just (laughs) don't i I don't understand it (laughs) i don't understand yeezys they are so hot like the hype is just incredible Mm -hmm. for yeezys and i and i don't really understand the design of the shoe i get that it's like this like innovative futuristic kind of look but I'm just they just look so weird to me (laughs) (laughs) I respect it though I respect the process the design and people that love them I respect that
0: I mean here's the thing I (laughs) hated them for the longest time I really didn't Uh like them but then I had the opportunity to buy them at cost like not at a resale value but like at cost itself so I was like you know Mm -hmm. what might as well and It's like wearing butter. Like, it's the most comfortable sneaker I've worn in a really long time. It's just I found them ugly, but they were really, really comfy. And someone told me that the whole point of, like, Kanye's clothing line and his shoes is that apparently once Mm. he went to a hotel and, like, realized how comfortable the robes and the slippers were and he wanted to make clothing and shoes that emulated that level of comfort and i kind of have to agree like those are just so comfy it's ridiculous wow like, okay i didn't know yeah. that it's so than crocs and i really don't like crocs but i find them comfy <laughs> <Yeah>. comfy <laughs> than uggs they made me give up my uggs that's how comfy they were it wow. was ridiculous <laughs> oh
1: my god i'm gonna have to go into store and try them on maybe we'll maybe be yeah. converted into a yeezys fan i'm open to it
0: <laughs> We've spoken a lot about that right now, but we'd love to know more about you and your journey specifically as a content creator um and I know that you've spoken about this before, but what inspired you to start your own blog?
1: So I was working a full time job and I'd been working for a few years and i up like after I graduated uni and I was just i felt kind of stuck and I didn't really have any create Creativity in my life, or I like, didn't have a creative outlet, and I just felt like I really needed to do something. Or I felt like I needed something else to do other than my my work and my job.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, yeah, I decided. Oh, like I'm really into fashion. Like I decided that I would start a blog, and I would start an Instagram at the same time. So this is when blogs were like still a thing, which I don't think they really are anymore, but. Um, yeah, so I started a website, poseandrepeat.com, and then an Instagram at the same time, and I just started posting outfits, and it was just so difficult at the start, because, yeah, like, you, you don't want to, like, tell your friends, and you don't want to, like, tell your, tell anyone, <laughs> basically, you just want to keep a big secret. <laughs> so, um, I didn't take that long to tell my friends, but when I did tell my friends, they were very supportive, which was really nice, and everyone was just nice about it, so that gave me, you know, um that put me at ease but Mm -hmm. even still like it's still kind of hard to start from nothing and then try and grow your channels and like grow your platforms and stuff it's like a difficult thing at the start because you're you don't really know what you're doing and you're just trying out new things and it's all a bit it's all a bit much but um yeah and then maybe like a year later I started my YouTube channel and that was another thing like but the, the thing that I love about this whole space and this whole journey that I've had is when I first started, like I like the thought of me, you know, being on YouTube or even the thought of me like talking on a podcast would just be like, oh my god! Like I would just feel so nervous about it. I, I would just never think that I would be here, I guess, or like mm-hmm. that I have met had this journey essentially and be like confident enough to speak on YouTube, speak to the camera, speak on a podcast. And I think I'm proud of myself for that. And yeah, I think I've grown a lot as, as um as the years have gone on and I've learned so much. And even when you start like YouTube, for example, there's so much that you have to learn. Like you essentially have to teach yourself how to edit and how to, how does Premiere Pro work and how does YouTube work? And it's all this learning. And it's, I think it's just so good because you're learning all the time. You're growing, you're working on all these different things. And it's like so exciting and it's so good. And you can kind of look back on a year or like two years and like how your videos were then. And you can kind of see how much you've grown, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah
2: yeah I mean you couldn't have said it better Um, all of us are on that journey right now and I guess we really love to see other people achieving what we want Um, also yeah you spoke Mm -hmm. about confidence and growing and gaining confidence and I think for me sometimes fashion almost gives you a facade of confidence I know when I put on super cute clothes that aren't part of like my everyday wear it's sort of like creating an alter ego and you know I just feel so different so do you ever feel like that in fashion
1: yeah for sure yeah definitely because I think it is definitely like that like the way that you phrased it it's almost like giving you a it's I wouldn't say it's like a false sense of confidence but it gives it adds to your confidence because yeah you Mm -hmm. put on this cute outfit and it makes you feel a certain way and i think it's like all in your mind like in your thoughts because whatever whatever's happening inside your head is what becomes your reality so if you're like i'm gonna put on a cute outfit i'm gonna feel cute and confident and then that's that's what happens Mm. so yeah i think using like clothes or fashion as a way to express yourself is is really cool and it can give you the confidence and i think a lot of people because a lot of people Or sometimes I get like comments on my YouTube videos where it's like, Oh, I'd like I'd love to have the confidence to wear this Mm -hmm. But it's like all mental. Like I just think if that's something that is happening inside your head. Like I don't think that really anyone's gonna judge you for wearing what like X, Y, or Z or whatever. But that's just in your head. So if you're like if you have if you're just if you just say I'm confident enough to wear this outfit and then you wear the outfit, Mm -hmm. guaranteed you will feel confident because that's the thoughts that you have in your mind and I think it's yeah yeah it's just about like kind of conquering those thoughts
2: yeah and that also really makes me think of like diversity and inclusion in the fashion industry and i think definitely initially that was marketed to be a lot more palatable to like a skinny western body type skin color and i think now there definitely is an evolution happening and it's lovely to see yeah
1: yeah i think in the last few years, it's come, we've come a long way in terms of, um, advancements in diversity and everything like that in, in the, in the industry. Um, there's obviously there's more to improve and everything like that, but it's, it's nice to see that there's more inclusion of different skin tones, different body types and everything like that, um, in the industry and in the social media industry as well. So yeah, I think when, like when I started, it was, I mean, it was probably like five years ago now, but it wasn't as... I think there was some diversity in terms of um brown, like, brown yeah. skins and, like, different skin tones and stuff. There wasn't as much, like, body, body diversity. So that's really changed now, which is really good. And I think it's always nice to see yourself represented because mm-hmm. if you don't, Definitely. then that can really... Yeah, that can really affect, like, your view and everything like that. So, yeah, I, I feel really proud to be a brown girl in this community because, yeah, I think there's... Obviously, like we're a mon- minority, so mm. um, anyone that I can inspire to dress in a certain way or give them the confidence to dress in a certain way, um, that's really, that's really special to me because, yeah, that just the fact that I'm having a positive impact on that, and I can help anyone, which is which is really nice. But uh, yeah,
0: yeah, I definitely think that bloggers like yourself have truly pushed the fashion and like content industry to evolve um I think social media has genuinely been like one great positive of social media has been that it has forced brands and it has forced magazines and websites to be more diverse because initially you know they were, they were like the gatekeepers to representation but then on social media anybody could just become a content creator and bloggers like yourselves posted such amazing content that honestly I think is something that I see on your Instagram I could be like I genuinely feel feel like oh that could be on the pages of Vogue it's that good it's professionally shot and there's like beautiful poses and lighting to it And I think people really gravitated toward that sort of content and it kind of made a lot of magazines and brands realize that, oh, this is stuff that people like. Maybe we should also like hop on the trend. And initially I was very worried like four or five years ago that diversity was simply just a passing trend. But now I've realized that it's something that's actually pushing the fashion industry to evolve and I absolutely love it. Enough about like my speech though um I wanted to hear more (laughs) about um your impact on people and if you've ever had any moment where you're like oh wow what I'm doing is bigger than just myself.
1: Yeah there was there's like one moment in particular that I can think of um which was uh so on one of my YouTube videos I, I I had a comment which said something along I don't really remember exactly but it was something along along the lines of oh you're too dark skinned something like that Ooh, and then I oh my god yeah I mean I the thing is like I I'm pretty grateful that I don't get much hate on my any of my channels like on YouTube or Instagram or anything like that mm-hmm. so I'm very grateful for that but sometimes there'll be like a passing comment like that which is just yeah it doesn't really affect me but it's also disappointing to see so mm. I posted it as like a um a screenshot on my Instagram story and the messages I got were just so nice. I just couldn't even believe believe it. Like so some of the things that people w- were saying were just like oh like you know you've inspired me like you know first of all like yeah don't listen to those kinds of comments like you've inspired me to um dress in color and like you know have more fun with fashion and I'm so grateful to see and it was mainly all like like brown brown girls or like people from like mm. a- Asian backgrounds which was really really nice to see and it was just yeah. And it was like, you've inspired me to dress in color and have more fun with fashion and be confident. And it was just so nice. It was, yeah, it was really, really nice.
2: Oh, that's lovely. We we love seeing a fellow brown girl out there making
0: us proud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, that's actually insane that someone would like just actually see that. But I think the Internet, with all the anonymity that it provides people, really can bring out so much hate. But then it also brings out so much positivity um but on the like generally those what's your like policy for dealing with people that are like obnoxious online
1: um I usually just don't respond I don't like to get pulled into it Mm -hmm. because I think what's the point I'm not really going to change someone's mind if that's their you know because I just view it as okay that's that's their problem like I'm not me saying something or like me talking back is not really gonna change this situation that's that's a journey that they have to take Mm -hmm. um there's obviously something going on with them and i'm not yeah i don't see the need to put my energy into that so usually i just don't i don't respond i yeah just don't respond really but like yeah as i said i'm lucky not to get get it too much which is really good
0: Mm. i mean that's the best thing that you can do because hurt people hurt people but On the other Mm. hand, I've also heard that you're not doing something right if you're not getting any pushback from people. So clearly you're like, you know, Mm. you've made it. You're (laughs) big time now.
2: (laughs) Uh, I'd also, I mean, I'd love to know like your fashion influences because we turn to people like you and stalk the hell out of you just to like make sense (laughs) of what to wear tomorrow. But yeah, who who do you look at?
1: um I've actually like transitioned into not really like looking at Instagram Mm -hmm. or anything like for inspiration I usually look at um I look at different things like I really like Tumblr for like kind of really older kind of photos yeah because like Pinterest I think Pinterest was was good it still is good but um a lot of it's just taken straight from Instagram like just straight up the photos from Instagram so you don't see much like um, differences between Pinterest and Instagram these days. But, yeah, Tumblr, there's, like, a lot of, like, old photos, which I really like, or, like, old kind of 90s stuff. On Pinterest, I usually like to search, like, 90s, like, Fresh Prince kind of style or, like, whatever, mm. that kind of thing, and I get inspired by that. Old TV shows I really like. Like, I was watching... I started um, watching That's So Raven again. Have you guys watched Ah, That's So Raven?
2: Yes, of course. Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, Yeah. oh my god, the fashion in there is insane. It's so good. Some of it's literally back in fashion now, and I think people, like the designers, have watched That's So Raven and been inspired by that because it's exactly the same.
0: It's crazy. But is it fair to say that you're also a fan of Totally Spies, considering that your profile picture is Alex and... (laughs) Oh, I loved that. Like, just, like, seeing that was such a throwback. And mm-hmm. if I'm going to be real, mm-hmm. when I first saw your profile, like, a couple of, like, months ago, that was the thing that made me hit follow. Because I'm like, ah, <laughs> she knows what's good. Totally <laughs> inspired. was my jam.
1: Oh, I know. How good is it? Just the fashion in there is so good.
0: It really was. All the
1: outfits that they wear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so cartoons is another one that I really get, like to get inspired from. I like to just get inspired from different things. Like, um... Mm-hmm anything that's around me like food even or like yeah Ah. because like um I did one time I did on Instagram like a series inspired by snacks like outfits inspired by different snacks like Pocky and Hello Panda and like those kinds of things Love um and you just yeah you can just find inspiration anywhere really so yeah I like to kind of use lots of different places I just have my mind open all the time Mm. and then I can just absorb what's happening and I can get inspired by that
0: so you go on a date and someone like your date is just like oh that looks delicious you're like whoa that actually looks like a bomb outfit
1: yeah exactly the colors in that would be a great outfit
0: love (laughs) that i absolutely love that (laughs) yeah But other than that, um, what's your daily routine like as a content creator? Because oftentimes people just see you on Instagram, they see you on your blog, but they don't really understand all the hard work and effort that it takes to really produce such high quality content.
1: Yeah, it does take a lot of time and effort and planning and everything like that. So usually how I structure my days is like my week. Mm -hmm. I have different days for different platforms usually so on like let's say a Monday I'll will be my my YouTube filming day so I'll film my video and then I'll do whatever emails and everything like that I might do some editing I might start the editing or usually I like to edit the next day so then I'll have my YouTube editing day and then I'll have my TikTok filming day my Instagram day and mm. sometimes I'll just combine everything because YouTube if I'm doing an outfit video then I can just shoot photos at the same time um for instagram so it just depends but it's like i like that i have the flexibility to structure my days however i want really and i'm more of a night owl so i i just work way better at night so i'm always up editing late and doing my youtube video at like 3am like that's just my peak productivity time so that's how usually how my days are but yeah it's usually just different every day or like i have depends it really depends like what's happening like what jobs I have for Instagram and YouTube or whatever and then what I have what I have to kind of like plan around that but I'm such a planner that I love to organize and plan and (laughs) have everything ready like this is my um my schedule for today and I've just got you know everything written down so yeah
0: what's one misconception that people have about creatives like yourself that you wish they didn't
1: Hmm. I think I think like more so with Instagram and and TikTok tiktok um they think that it's just like oh you just take a photo of yourself and take that like, two seconds and they just don't see all the work that goes behind it yeah and all the time that it takes to kind of like come up with a good idea come up with a good outfit shoot a photo edit the photo and all that especially and then tiktok as well because tiktok is such a quick obviously you can t- do a two-second tiktok but mm-hmm. sometimes if you're doing like an outfit changes and things that can take like so many different like i don't know like three or four hours to film and edit it um, so yeah I think, oh it's, my God. I think yeah, there's a misconception in terms of how much time it takes to actually create these kinds of pictures and videos and stuff like that
2: yeah especially because I feel like you look so fabulous and effortless doing it and it's sort of like oh we want that life where we can like dress up every day and look super cute but yeah I mean I guess we're coming to realize there's a lot of work that goes into oh, it thanks. <laughs> definitely yeah
1: Yeah, there is. I mean, don't get me me wrong, it's like, it's not the hardest thing to do. It's not difficult, plus it's fun. So Mm -hmm. I think that makes it easier. Mm. And it doesn't really feel like work because you're... But sometimes I think, like, there are just days when I don't want to, like, I don't want to put on makeup or, like, I don't want to get ready. I just want to, you know.
0: Yeah, it takes, like, a lot of discipline to just really ensure that Mm. you're consistently posting high quality content plus like i said your photos look like they could be in the pages of vogue and it's just you filming and shooting all of that um whereas like all these like high production shoots have like mad budgets and like 10 20 people working on it so Mm. it definitely must be a lot of work um we have one final question for you though um, and this is something that we've asked a lot of our guests. But have you ever had um, an I made it moment where you realize that this is something that you can do long term?
1: Well, it would probably be. Uh, so basically, when I first moved, when I fir- yeah, when I first moved to London, it was in 2019. And then I was working mm-hmm. at an agency, like when I first moved over, I was working in a marketing agency. And then I was also doing Instagram at the same time. And my Instagram was kind of growing. And that was when I kind of decided that I didn't want to work at this agency anymore. Like I wanted to like explore other options, mm. and at the time, ta- at the time I had a manager as well. Like I had ju- just signed on with a manager, and we were just kind of talking in terms of how my Instagram and like how like it was all kind of looking for the future and we decided that I could probably make it work as my full-time thing and then that was that kind of blew my mind I was like oh I didn't really see that coming as well yeah because when I first moved to London I didn't like my plan was that I would be working like at at an agency or like developing my marketing experience and all that kind of stuff that was my plan so I didn't really see it coming which was a good surprise as well and then the fact that I was able to yeah make it my full-time job was really exciting so that was probably my moment
2: that sounds so cool I mean yeah I feel like we've learned so much throughout this conversation um I think I've really enjoyed listening to your evolution and what you look out for and also your influences because I know the next time I look at some yummy food I'm gonna think of you and think of an outfit
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes
0: And it was just so interesting to hear about how how you evolved as a content creator, how you always remain inspired by everything that surrounds you. And I'm definitely going to have to go back and watch that story even now, because yes, that's something I on recommend. my to-do list. Now. <laughs> yeah, and it was just really interesting to hear about your opinions on the fashion industry, considering that it's such a big part of your life and a part of your career. In many ways, I feel like you're an entrepreneur, and You just have so many fascinating insights into the life of a content creator. And it was just such a pleasure having you on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I had such a good time. And yeah, I'm so happy to be on here.
0: Well, guys, I hope you all have a lovely day. And thank you so much, Ruby, for joining us on the podcast. (laughs)
1: Thank you. Amazing.